This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. everybody what is going on it is craig today is tuesday and today we're starting our very first video series members helping members so i've been talking about it for a couple weeks now definitely excited to do it so today we are starting off with Corey from bunker hill trucking a uh, refrigerated carrier out of louisiana not only that he's also they also have a, a brokerage division as well so definitely excited to hear their input hear his input to see what he does to be successful, to hear his tips and tricks um, and all that. So I'm gonna bring him on, I'm gonna bring on Corey. He's gonna introduce himself, his company, what he does, and uh, we'll get going. It will be just a couple seconds here. All righty, one moment here. All right, sorry about that. All right. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey everybody, um, my name is Corey with Bunker Hill Trucking. We're a reefer carrier based in New Orleans. Been at it about 10 years. Uh, we are also an agent of a national broker named Ascent Global Logistics, formerly Roadrunner Transportation. Uh, we've been with them since 2012. Uh, we've, we've built it this way. We've had to build it this way because as a small carrier, you have to have some direct freight. You have to get off the load board. You have to build some local relationships, in my opinion. Right. You know, part of, uh, part of our success has definitely been the fact that right in, within the first year, we were quick to try to build some local relationships. Uh, it wasn't a big chunk of our business, but it was something to start the week with. You know, a single load w w was a good start. Anything at that point, right. just to get and, off the road. And now, did you uh, were you already in trucking? Did you already have the trucking company before introducing the um, the brokerage division? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We started with one truck. It was my stepdad driving a truck. I oh, had no interest in this business at all. I was pushed into it. I, I okay, let's go. Let's try it. <laughs> let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead. I think uh, a lot of us uh, can relate to that because um, I know myself, you know, I just kind of fell into it. I know I talk to people every day. I ask them like, hey, was this a family business? Is that how you got in it? They're like, no. no. <laughs> I just kind of got into it one day. I'm like, okay, fair enough there. That's just, uh, that's just how it is. Um, now I want to talk about it. Now, how long was a trucking side there before you brought in the brokerage because that's very interesting and that's what i was telling you when you and i were talking back and forth that you know i find that interesting because i'm always you know telling my carrier friends my owner off friends you guys need to go out there and find your own shippers at least you know have the uh you know at least encourage them to go out and find their own contacts their own shippers um so what what made you guys go get the brokerage division through the uh, agent program there I felt like it was necessary. It was the next necessary step, right? We, we started with one truck, we built up to five. We were wanting to continue the growth, but 
I couldn't get any momentum. So okay. I would call on shippers when we had two or three trucks. And of course the shipper would say, you don't have enough trucks, right? Mm -hmm. So the only way I felt to, uh, to make sense of this was to be able to broker out what was left. Right. It also creates even more flexibility than that because as a small carrier, when you have a breakdown, uh, you're broke down. <laughs> you don't have a, there's no repower. So this yeah. is the repower. That's interesting uh, that you said that. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, was there um, any transitional period, you know, when you uh, started up the brokerage division through the agent side? with your current customers that you had, were they okay with the brokerage side? Uh, tell me about that. Cause you know, a lot of people, you talk to them, you know, they're like, man, as soon as they hear that I have the brokerage side or have access to the brokerage division, some people don't want to talk to me, but I always had experience with the other side. So tell me about your experience there. I feel like it's an easier sale coming as a carrier, coming as an asset based carrier. It's an easier sale to get your foot in the door. And, and that's where we all started with it. Uh, well, originally, genuinely that was the motive right it was strictly to have loads for my own trucks that Got may it. have changed over time <laughs> but that's how it started yeah i could see that and you know i think um a lot of brokerages you know within carriers i call them in-house brokerages for carriers sure a lot of times it always comes because there's a need and those are the brokerages that i like um not sure if you know but i consult a lot or you know i go inside brokerages or even agencies, large agencies for brokers, kind of hang out there, see their operation, and see where I can, you know, provide help to help and enhance their operations there. Um, and I and I see the same thing. It's you know a lot of times when it's on the carrier side, they're rocking and rolling. They're pretty good because they already have the customer base. They already have the need in the beginning, and that's why when they started the brokerage, they were almost already busy. Whereas right. you know somebody without experience, they come and start up an asset or excuse me, um, an agency or sorry, but brokerage, and they're struggling for months, trying to build relationships, trying to get contacts at these shippers. Um, yeah, you don't have anything to offer. As, as right, broker, right. Originally, you don't have much to offer. Right, it, it's, it's definitely hard. And you know, I come from the broker side, you know, in the beginning. Um, so I, I didn't start on the asset side by any means, but starting off on the brokerage side, it was definitely rough. And I didn't realize how rough it was. Ty went over to the trucking side, you call up shippers and a lot of them are you know glad jumping was joy to hear from massive base carriers it's a different conversation about if you have to be a large carrier small carrier but nonetheless the majority of these shippers you know you know direct customers they were excited to actually hear from the uh the guy with the truck um and that was your way kind of in the door and i'm sure you can you know relate to that and then you can introduce your brokerage side i'm assuming that's kind of what you did absolutely and sometimes uh Depending on the situation, sometimes you almost have to go the other way with it. Some Sometimes they don't want to talk about two or three trucks. So you right. sell the brokerage. Hey, we have this flexibility and we have this uh, anywhere nationwide. Right, right. To, to kind of get your trucks in the back, but by any means necessary, right? I mean, if you're trying to feed these trucks, you're going to do whatever you can to get in the door. Right. That's exactly right. And, you know, I was just having a conversation about this uh, with a group member named Andy and another group member named Kyle saying the same thing about essentially having an asset based brokerage, you know, to um, to approach these shippers, because, you know, one or two trucks, a lot of times it doesn't get you what you need. I'm not saying it won't get you the direct shippers, but a lot of these shippers, they want a larger, you know, want larger capacity. Sure. Um, sure. Or at least if you're going in there as a brokerage, they definitely want those asset trucks to kind of play with or at least have an idea or the thought that some of their freight will kind of be on the assets there. 
And you know, that's a good point for the smaller carriers who do have 10 or less trucks. Focus on a smaller shipper who you are a partner with him. He's not doing you a favor as much as he needs you as a partner. That is an outstanding that's tip, my gosh. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure uh, to save that and post that up because that's an outstanding tip and you're exactly right. You go to these small warehouses, these small outfits. I mean, it's just come good old boys. Usually some guy has been there forever, 25, 30 years. Um, you know, maybe, uh, may not want to see you in the beginning. However, he'll be glad you're there. Uh, once you build that relationship with them. And, um, I'm glad you mentioned that cause that's an outstanding tip. And now I was going to ask, I know you're a refrigerated carrier. So is your brokerage since, um, I know you started it to kind of, um, help out the carrier side. And now it sounds like you're kind of going after other customers. What other freight do you move? Is it all refrigerated only or have you jumped into other sides yet? Of course, I've done some dry van. I've done a little tiny bit of flatbed, but it is 95% refrigerated. It's I live in New Orleans. A lot of the commodities are seafood. I could say that. <laughs> coming out of here. Yeah. Bringing raw material back to manufacturers who are here. And uh, I feel like I've done best. This is part of it too for the small carrier. Hey, go. Who's the guy in your backyard? Who's the warehouse right across the town? Yeah. Start with him. Cause that that's your exactly. best customer. And the end of the day, that is your best customer. Whether it's that's coming in or right. going out, it doesn't matter. That's exactly right. And you know, a lot of times in my videos, I always mention that because you talk to agents and you know, they would say, you know, next week I'm driving 50 miles, I'm meeting with so-and-so. And I'll say, what town you live in? And you know, they will give me a town. I'm like, don't they have a this manufacturer there? They're like, oh yeah, they do. I'm like, how come you haven't talked to them first? Go in there, bring, you know, them some Jimmy John's, bring them some Dunkin' Donuts, something, sure. you know, let them know I live right down the road. I can help you out, out at a moment's notice and local businesses like supporting local businesses. And I guarantee you one thing, if you go in there, shake their hand, let you know that you are a local logistics provider, a transportation provider, they're definitely going to remember you because most likely the people that they work with on a day-to-day -day basis is probably not local to them. No. And so it'd be an interesting, you know, mix up to them um, that they would definitely remember you and definitely hopefully use your services. Greg, I've had, I've had more than one say you're the first guy that's ever, I've never ever seen your face. You know, you're the first <laughs> one that I've ever seen your face. It's always on the phone only. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, that's amazing. It's, um, that's why a lot of times when I give tips and tricks, I call them simple tips and tricks. It ain't rocket science. It's just um, helping or encouraging, you know, the most basic things. A lot of times it's um it's forgotten about and i think it's because you know trucking started out you know as honest business and through the years it kind of got through the hustle and bustle with the technology changes regulation changes so people are just kind of constantly competing they forget about the most basic steps and that goes for both you know agents freight brokers as well as truck drivers small fleets i mean you know a lot of truck drivers they have yards you know around companies in the center of town and they don't even work with the shippers around them Right. Sometimes it blows my mind that they haven't at least approached, you know, approached those shippers there. And I think it's, uh, I think it's better for the industry as a whole if these small carriers, more small carriers, had direct business for themselves. It changes the dynamic of the brokerage, uh, the yeah. the mega brokerage, the huge companies. It changes the dynamic a little bit because a lot that's a lot of their business. Right. Same shippers. Right. You know, region. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. We're not we're not talking about cross country stuff. We might be talking about three hundred miles, but it's three days a week. Right, exactly right. And uh, I like how you say that. It's very interesting because um, where we can relate to that, or where I can relate to that statement that you just said is, 
you know, I start on the broker side, jumped over, you know, shipper side, carrier side, bounced around in between there until I, where I am here now. Um, so I, I think that's what gives me a great approach to the industry because it's honest, it's unbiased. You know, I'm not just a broker. I'm not just a carrier. I don't just work for, you know, a shipper. Um, so I believe that, or I hope to believe that members can relate to me more and understand what I'm saying is truthful. And I'm not just, you know, biased towards one side or the other. And just like you, you know, you just mentioned that, you know, you're a broke, you know, broker, an agent for a brokerage. And you say that you believe truck drivers should go out and find their own accounts. And I totally believe that. And I think that that's exactly where the industry is heading, whether we like it or not. Sure. And it's good for it's good for everyone in the big picture, not immediately, but I think the big picture, it's better for the industry as a whole. Right. And I, I totally agree with that. And I think um, I was just joking around with somebody else. I think at that point, you know, shippers will be hiring brokers, you know, and that's what the broker's job would be. Maybe uh, coordinating freight between their owner operators, hey. um, you know, because I know from working on the shipper side, shippers want to use carriers. They, uh, you know, they want to use small fleets. They want to get to know them. A lot of it has to do with price, but not only that, it has to do with the service and actually knowing your partner that you're working with on a day-to-day, -day, if not a weekly basis there. Yeah, I would say a lot of times we, we get stuck on price, I would say. And a lot of yep. these shippers, the difference between $100 or $200 on a, on a 1200 or $1,500 load is is on a $60,000 order, right? The, right, right. 60000 you know? So it's it's pennies to them. Uh, they right. They a better relationship for 100 bucks. Exactly right. And I mean, that's exactly what I hear from, you know, guys like you, you know, guys, professionals in the industry on both sides who are saying, you know, my biggest thing at having the shippers just agree with the price, but it all comes down to educating them. And it's, and it's yeah, you can get a cheap carrier, let's say off the load board. Um, is it consistent? Can you rely on them? You know, can you go to them, you know, over and over again? Um, that's that's a question shippers have to ask themselves and that's where truckers you know truck drivers of freight brokers freight agents have to go and educate them to help them understand that look just because we're 50 bucks over 100 bucks over even um this is what you're gonna get you know and this is this is the value of it this is what you're gonna get craig ask them this ask them what happened for the last two weeks right <laughs> <laughs> where was where was he at for the last two weeks i'm working oh yeah yeah and yeah and my favorite is when they tell you, you know you know you need to just come down 50 bucks and you have it my favorite is when people say i'm sorry mr shipper next time 30 minutes later mr shipper's coming back tail between his legs like hey uh do you still got that option there yeah and half the time oh. i wish it's gone yeah just because i say you know what it's gone i don't even want to give you a high price i just want to say it's gone just to show you like quit shopping around when that great option the perfect option is right there in front of you so yeah and uh i'm seeing um actually on this actually this side of the screen here we get comments from the facebook group here i'm gonna pop it up um one of the comments um i can't see the user is not showing up for some odd reason but it's saying how do you get a direct contract with customers i've tried but they say no because i only have a handful of trucks and now from your experience, um, going after direct customers um, on the carrier side, how do you approach customers or approach shippers when you haven't talked to them before? Do you go after them and try to sell them service on the first phone call, or do you try to build a relationship before you start selling your services? Uh, first thing I would say is, is I would tell that person, hey, pick a different customer. Maybe that's too big of a, a deal to start with. But uh, what, what I like to do on a local 
a local shipper, right? Someone right in your backyard to set the meat, you know, hey, look, hey, can I come over there? Can I bring a dozen donuts? Can I bring a couple pizzas? Trust me, the, the, the gatekeeper, when you bring her a dozen donuts, she's going to let you in. You get past the front desk with donuts and pizzas. I'm telling you. Bucks, man, you know, get in the door and, and then start talking, shaking hands. You got a business card. You, you got a shirt with a collar. Come see my truck. Right. Look, parking lot. You know? Yeah. It's, it's a whole different dynamic. You'll build a relationship for life like that. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I, you know, I never drove trucks, but I drove sprinters and straight trucks about six years ago or so now. Um, and I come from Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, which is central Illinois. And Champaign, you know, you used to have Bellsport, which is now BRG. Um, you have um, Rockwell Automation, which is now shut down. But you have a whole bunch of uh, different manufacturers, different factories there, including Kraft. That's another one I almost forgot. But when I drove Sprinters, that's exactly how I got Rockwell. We have a little Caesars and uh, in Champagne. Oh, so I got like five or six of those, you know, large pizzas, like five bucks each and brought them in. I'd even sell it. I just dropped it off because I knew exactly what door was a shipping door there. You know, the little office side, the big building. And I got a phone call. It's amazing. <laughs> it was, I knew it was going to happen, but it's just, you know, it's almost like they have to at least, you know, meet up with you and see what you're all about, you yeah. know, at that point. Yeah, it's an easy in for anyone. Uh, it is. Yeah, food, uh, you can really make people gather when you bring them food because, you know, we can all relate to food. <laughs> I would tell that carrier right there, I'd say, I'd say, just pick some other ones. It, it's not, we're not saying, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to work the first time. Right, it, right. It takes work. It took work to get to this point, to get your MC, to get a truck or two on. I mean, that was work, you know? So, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, and that's why I always ask if do you go out on and you know ask them for their business on the first you know the first time meeting them or do you kind of wait because it does take work and I always say you know don't sell your service on the first date you know on the first time just because and and of course situation dictates I you know don't sure. get me wrong uh, but a lot of times you know from experiences second third maybe even more but never give up and I think there's a quote saying you know the first three times if you failed you didn't get it but the fourth if you worked on the fourth the sixth time you would have got that customer you have to keep that in your mindset another thing to remember is you know this is business never take it personal never be afraid to approach these people because you know as you say you know they're happy to see you as i say it you know they're definitely um happy to see you. so i i want to ask you what's a tip what's one of your biggest tips for either freight see so you're on that interesting you're on both sides here so it can either be for truck drivers or freight agents getting their own freight, approaching their own shippers, taking ownership of their own business to kind of go around the broker, if you will. Um, and be would, that way. Simple stuff. I mean, the simplest stuff, right? A answer the phone when the phone rings. First, second ring. Be polite. Don't even when it's yeah, it's the broker and you don't want to hear it. It's cheap load. Don't hang up on him. Uh, tell him, hey, bud, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, right. You know, be a professional on some level. I think we lose that real quick when we get to this broker carrier, this battle yeah. going on the phone all day. And, uh, you know, take the high road. I have a couple brokers who are, I, I, I feel like they're customers because they pay me like a customer pays me. And it's another freight broker. And I treat right. them like customers. And they'll call me and they'll say, hey, what day can you pick it up? Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So they're giving me a range. I like that. You can, those relationships will happen don't count on them but they, they will happen over time certainly uh, certainly that also so always maintain the professionalism it's not a lot and, and i'm not saying you have to do something special just uh 
polite. I like that. Speaking, you know. And I, I want to add something there. I think uh, maybe not. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think part of your success is you're all over. You're very transparent. You know, obviously, before I do these videos, I want to know who I'm speaking with. Um, you know, Bunker Hill, Corey at Bunker Hill, simple Google search. I found you. And so this is what I'm always telling truck drivers, freight brokers, freight agents. You know, people want to know who they're working with. You know, you need a website. If you don't have a website, you need to be on LinkedIn. You need to be on the social channels. Uh, there's different professional platforms online where you can submit your business, give a description about it uh, for other businesses to find you to work with. Because in this industry, it's all business to business, business to business yeah. primarily. And so if people can find you, they trust you. And I'm always preaching about that. And I wanted to tell Corey there because I'd ask him any questions really before this. We just kind of chatted because I already knew a little bit about him just by searching his name here. And so that's what I wanted to say about Corey that I think the transparency is also part of the success. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'd say it's a good point. Just even the Google uh, map, you know, mapping your address and your business so someone can search for you. Something exactly simple. right. Exactly right. I have that. And, you know, that's one of the free tools that you can sure. do. Just takes a verified address, you know, and you're on there. So if someone's in your area searching trucking, you know, brokering, logistics, what have you, um, you're most likely going to pop up there because you took the time to submit your free listing of your business on the map. It's, it's simple stuff. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's why I have it here. So I got to ask, you know, uh, before we end it off here, we're going to end it. Any tips or tricks or any advice or any ideas, anything? to improve the industry. I know you said a little bit earlier about shippers, but is there anything that you want to say ending off to improve the industry? It's all opinionated, so no, no wrong answers here. I don't know. Get rid of the e-log, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can see that. And I, I think the best one will be um, kind of going after your own accounts, taking ownership of your own sure. business, you know, find your own shippers. Um, don't depend yeah. on the freight broker. Yeah, I mean, he's right. been, you don't depend on him. Um, don't depend on low boards, freight brokers. I mean, depend on yourself. It's um, that's how it is. It's a dog eat dog world out here. But there is a lot of good people, a lot of good customers, including brokers that are willing to help out people. Yeah. Everybody in the industry kind of, you know, eat. We're all just trying to eat here. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah, Corey, I definitely appreciate you coming on to talk freight sure. with us, especially in a group freight brokers and truck drivers. I know you've been a member for some time, you know, at least almost a year um at this point now so definitely appreciate it anytime you want to come talk freight give your tips and tricks uh definitely send me a message and we can do it again all right so you talk to you yeah please do sounds good Corey. thank you yep bye-bye awesome awesome see that was awesome see the simple tips and tricks you know members helping members that is you know the entire you know the whole idea of this thing um that's why i want to do it because you know everybody has a different opinion everybody has a different approach or you know perspective of things and i like how you know it comes from the trucking side he comes from the carrier side his experience started on the carrier side which i think is fantastic and then you know once he's seen the need once his uh trucking operation seen a need to provide more for the shippers or to cover you know their overflow freight they started up a freight agency to do just that it's that simple and as i was mentioning corey you know a lot of times or oftentimes the best brokerages are the in-house brokerages for a carrier. You know, from experience, I know that these in-house brokerages uh, and a carrier, they start like that, then they end up, you know, branching off once they grow or become successful and start helping or supporting the freight need.